Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. Hello, friend. It is Angie Austin with the good news. And here's the good news team. We've got Rachel Maines. We have Tracy Rock, Terry Fisher, and Michelle Ron. They've been here all week. And we have a couple of good news stories. I'm going to try to get to more than one today. Anything on your hearts? Anything good happening lately? Any good news personally? I oftentimes uh, like you guys to report on your own good news. Tracy saw the other day a cop changing a uh, tire for an, uh, an older woman, an experienced woman. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I'm always afraid when I say experience you, woman, honey. people are going to think she gets around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Michelle doesn't like to say older. Exactly. I have to say experience, yeah. but then I think people will think she's a I racy know. woman. Uh, you're right. So right. funny. Yep. Makes me well, giggle. hey, you could be racy. Uh, Why not? so funny. Uh, All right. Well, I'm fascinated by, um, this idea of DNA and I, I'm, since my brother was murdered and Rachel's brother was murdered, I've always had, I think when you, uh, someone in your family was a victim of a crime, you feel differently about DNA. And when people are like, oh, they shouldn't take the DNA from prisoners, like they have rights. And it's like, well, if your family member was murdered, you kind of want anybody that can be tested to be tested because if they've done, if they haven't done anything wrong, if they haven't killed anybody, then there's no problem, you know, because it's DNA. It's not going to like, you know, accidentally, uh, you know, identify you as the killer, you know. Uh, so anyway, I'm a big um, supporter of uh, DNA testing. And, but it, it's had this other interesting uh, kind of uh, um, uh, perk uh, besides catching bad guys or gals, um, finding family members. You know, you used to have to just like search and try to find paperwork and mm-hmm. unlock documents and go to orphanages and convince people to, you know, give you the information about your parents. And now with DNA, people are like finding people, you know, through DNA testing. But the other wild thing about that is they've also found several serial rapists and killers because their family members have done DNA testing and they found like a brother to the serial killer. Like or years later. Sibling. Yes. Yes. It's so California crazy. guy that was, yes. uh, I mean, that was a big one. I can't remember what they called him, but. That was a big one. Right? He was a, a rapist and a murderer, and it had been like 20 years since he'd actually committed a crime, and he exactly. was a former cop. Right. And they got wow. him through DNA testing that identified someone in his family, and then they were able to Crazy. find that person and then yep. figure out who it was. I just think that is unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. A bit like a piece of hair, and then a relative's DNA exactly. can find. Okay, so this story involves... Um, a family. And, you know, back in the day, and Michelle, you probably were familiar with maybe knowing people. Back in the day, they if a girl got pregnant in high school, which my mother mm-hmm. did, and she ended up getting married, but a lot of people, the parents would send them away somewhere to Florence like a school. Florence Crittenden home. Yeah, it was like a f- home. It was a home for unwed mothers, right? right? They would send them there till they had the baby and then right. bring them back. And they come up with some story. She was helping Aunt Maisie at the right. farm. <laughs> yep. Oh, absolutely. It, that was pretty common. Yeah, send them away. They'd have the baby, give it up for adoption, and sometimes the girls didn't necessarily have a choice because it was considered Correct. such a shame on the family right. to have a baby out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I know times have changed, but this involves a story uh, where something like that did happen and, and uh, uh, a baby was given up for adoption and, uh, you know, DNA testing is involved. And the title of the story, How a DNA Test Revealed the Family I Never Knew. So this is a Steve Hartman story, one of my favorite reporters who works for CBS and does a lot of gr great good news stories. In all his years on the road, Steve Hartman has traveled far and wide, but tonight he embarks on a journey he never imagined. It was in this cellar that I found my roots. That's the tin with all the film. Davina Schumann, a relative I never met, graciously gave me this glimpse. Be my guest. Of the family I never knew I had. The Levies were a conservative Jewish family from Cleveland. Their patriarch, Harry Levy, the bald guy there, is my great-grandfather. And in the spring of 1930, one of his four daughters, we don't know which, gave birth out of wedlock to my mother. Davina, one of Harry's legitimate grandchildren, says no one ever knew about this baby. It would be scandalous, really, in those days for this family. My mom died knowing none of this. She was raised by another couple. No formal adoption, no paper trail. So if not for DNA testing, my ancestry would have remained a secret. A recent survey showed about a quarter of the people who take these tests find some kind of surprising result. Or in my case, two surprising results. The test was more definitive regarding my grandfather, an Irish Catholic railroad worker named Frank Black. I'm Steve. <laughs> this is his other you? daughter, Carol. Oh, good. My new aunt. I see a little bit of my mother in you, actually. Do you? Yeah, I do. And my new uncle. Oh, this is your brother? Also named oh, Frank gosh, Black. Together, they told me all I needed to know about my grandpa. How many wives? Five. Five wives. Right. So this is not an A-plus character. We might have D, minus. Are there any good characteristics? In the 30s, he ran for office for councilman. How many won? He lost. <laughs> He was really a drinker. Okay. St. Patty's Day came. I don't want to hear about St. Patty's Day. <laughs> He'd dress up, and we didn't see him for three days. <laughs> Not exactly the astronaut war hero I was hoping to find. We were the apples that fell off the tree and rolled away. <laughs> it certainly does make you question who you are. I grew up an Eagle Scout who went to Catholic school. Now I find my grandpa was Casanova, and the Levies were Jewish. I'm Jewish now. Yes, if your mother's Jewish, you are Jewish, no question. I never knew that. Mazel tov. But my new relatives all told me none of that matters. I just want you to come for Thanksgiving. <laughs> my favorite nephew. <laughs> Look deep enough into your past. I say that to all the nephews. And odds are you'll find a family tree full of flowers and broken branches and a lot of leaves you don't recognize. But I think it's important to embrace it all because whatever's there, it's exactly what your tree needed to grow the perfect you. Okay. Steve Hartman on the road in Cleveland. That is fascinating. Yeah. And I didn't know it was actually Steve's family because I'd read just a little, you know, excerpt I, from it. And Michelle said, is I this had, the one about Steve's family? Steve Hartman, I the reporter? I've seen it on the, sh on the TV. Wow. Out right. of all people. <laughs> right, right. That's crazy. Awesome. I love it. So cool. I just love it. I should do yeah. that test sometime. Be you know, I I have I really have mixed feelings about it. I know it's done a lot of good, but I've also heard the one um, who a dad who'd raised his daughter.
for, I think she was in her late 20s or early 30s, and they they were given the DNA testing thing for Christmas, you know, to find out all that. And it showed that he was not the dad. That, and they none of them ever knew that, ever knew that. But he, it Did all it of a sudden, it, wow. it was very hard. They, I saw them interviewed, and it was very hard for the dad and the daughter to... The dad didn't know either? No, none of them knew. Not even the mom no, knew? No, none of them knew until this DNA testing. And I wish I could Did remember the name. Did they do it again I, just I to make don't sure? remember. Oh, they I must have. Oh, but I think it was a pretty well given. Yeah. I mean, I I've heard I that some people have had te- done, and sometimes the results aren't really are not accurate, what they and they're not what they, right. they're inaccurate. Well, I've heard but the ones I've that both. give you, like, your ancestry in terms of what your makeup is, that you're, you know, you're part Irish, you're part this, you're part yeah. that. I've heard that might be right. a little off. Per I'll se. see if I can find that. Tracy, maybe wow, we can. that's sure. wild. You know, I just uh, I got one from my dad two birthdays ago. Did you? So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. With the results, good. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much knew, you okay. know, like the history and all that kind of stuff. So confirmed okay. what the family had told had him. Had already known. Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of what this family was anticipating. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, that's cool, but sure. not like, hey, you're not my no, dad. Exactly. <laughs> that should change anything, Major. really. Right? Yeah. I mean, if the love and the bond was there. Well, we know that. that and yet. Still difficult to, to swallow, I'm yeah. sure. All right, here's the part that I didn't quite get from the story. Did Steve Hartman's mom <clears throat> even know she was adopted, or didn't did she think like these it. people she were her parents? She did she not. She did not. Okay, right, so she, did she not. didn't even know she was adopted because there was no paperwork. Right, there was, right. There was no paper adoption. trail. Right. Wow. That right. would be shocking. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I um I want to share another good news story with you um with you all. We've got two today, and this involves um, a young man with autism. And we do a lot of work with uh, uh, Ark, and uh, one of our favorite uh, guests uh, does have autism, uh, Miles King, and he mm-hmm. sings, and he's been on the show several times, and he and I've become friends, and I've met his family, and I just think that um, some of these young people who are differently abled, there's just something special about them. I mean, Miles has such a sparkle. Uh, And this young man, uh, it involves a gift that was given to him. And again, just what what was the, I think I might have even saved the quote. Earlier, we were talking in the break, and I got to look back. Michelle has all these really good, oh, no, that's not the one. It was uh, be bold about Christ, and Christ will take care of the other. And that wasn't it, but it had to do with kindness, these acts of kindness. And that these little acts seem little, but they end up being so big in the person's life that's on the receiving end mm-hmm. of these kind acts. So I think if you, um, you've been given many of those little acts yourself, there are times that you can't even remember who did it for you, but you can remember that it was done. And you remember it for years and years and years. And there's where it makes all the difference in the world, both positive and a negative. Yeah, my, my dad was telling me about, you know, a while back, he's passed away now, but um, about uh, <laughs> this couple that bought him a dinner at the cafe and they paid for his meal. And it was funny <laughs> because my dad didn't have like a, a filter, you know, and he's like, it, w- it was Big Fat Jerry and his wife, Diane. And um, uh, I go, who? He goes, it was Big Fat Jerry and Diane. They bought me dinner. And I go, why do you call him Big? Well, he's a Big Fat Truck Driver. Everybody calls him Big Fat Jerry. Oh, I go, so Big Fat Jerry and Diane, they bought your meal? He goes, yeah, I love that Big Fat Jerry. 
And um, I was like, oh, okay, so big fat Jerry the trucker and Diane bought his meal. And my dad got teary-eyed telling me because it touched his heart so much that they bought his dinner. You know, he can afford dinner. He just thought it was such a kind gesture that Big Fat Jerry and his wife did that for him, you know? Oh, my God, that's where made me laugh. Big Fat Jerry probably loved that name. Probably loved it. I hope so. So Yeah, we hope so, too. All right, so let's take a listen to this story about this young man and the kindness that was shown towards him. When he's gripping his handlebars, one of the best parts of Ty Birch is occupied. Just wait for him to stop and free up his waving hand. Then ask Ty. You like biking? Yeah, I do. No. Why? Yeah, nonstop. Jenny Edwards is Ty's mom. Yes, he loves riding his bike. He just likes to go. It's what I'm mostly good at. Good to be back on a bike for the first time in months thanks to the community through which Ty rides. Just sitting at my office and the phone rings. Gordon Young, River Falls Police Chief, yes. answered that call yep. about a young man seen struggling riding a broken bike. I felt like I, I was about to tip over and fall because this whole piece right here was, was broken. The frame on Ty's two-year-old $1,400 bike broke. There was no fix. Like his mother's so, heart. Just to see him so upset. With the autism diagnosed when Ty was a boy, biking became the one thing he could make his own. I think it's just kind of his escape from everything. I felt like I was failing as a parent because I'm like, oh, I need to buy a new bike. But that's a big purchase. Fortunately, River Falls has been down this road before. That's Francis Johnson, a food service worker at UW River Falls, who also wore out his bike. Get ready! <laughs> he rode to work every day. He rode all around town. And that's Francis's coworker, Elise Cope. Here we go. Who organized the effort to buy Francis a new one. The bike on which Francis was riding 10 months later, when he suffered a heart aneurysm, and died. He actually was coming to work when he passed away. Like that, mm-hmm. Elise knew. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. The same gift given to Francis would be given to others. It's called the Francis Johnson Memorial Fund. Yeah. The fund that paid for the bike that now sits in the rack at Dick's grocery store. Paper plastic. The bike Ken Phillips rode to work. My doctor won't let me drive until she says it's okay because I've already had two strokes. The one thing that makes River Falls is the people. The people who heard about Ty's broken bike and summoned him to the police station. Surprise! Ty Birch, the latest beneficiary of the Francis Johnson Memorial Fund. It's what we do here. (laughs) Away he went. He rode it home, and he hasn't stopped since. Autism put restrictions on Ty. His community is taking them off. I like to ride my bike because it makes me feel like I'm free. So if the mood hits him, he'll stop and wave. But only a minute. For Ty's road ahead is wide open. I love it. Like it was meant for me. Boyd Hooford, Carol 11 News. He's happy again. River Falls, Wisconsin. Pretty darn good.
I love yeah, that. Need to and hear more folks. of these. Yeah. I went, and you can go to my website, angieaustin.org, and see first Francis Johnson, who was given the bike, mm-hmm. and he died, you know, riding it, what he loved to do. And so that they started this fund in his honor. And then I see the young man uh, that is not allowed to ride his bike who's working at the grocery store begging groceries. And then the one that um, Ty Birch received is a, a tricycle. You know, the big, those are expensive, the mm-hmm. big trikes you can't tip over. And just the idea that that's what he does. He waves his hand and rides all over. And without that, like, that would be life-changing mm-hmm. for him to not have a bike. It would really take his joy away. That brings him joy. Just right. It makes him feel free. Right. That's it. I have an autistic godson. Um, he's going to be... He's 20, like my son. He's a few months younger. So it was interesting watching him grow up next to my son who doesn't have autism and the challenges my girlfriend has had raising him. But she takes him skiing, and he does hiking, and she and he travels with his grandma over to Germany for the summer. And although I can't understand a word he says because he's more on the severe side than, than this young man, um, it is interesting to give him that freedom, like mm-hmm. a skiing, a bike, and, and giving him that 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 gift of, of something mean, special. His life because that's, back. That that's really what they did. I mean, yes. and fourteen hundred dollars for some of these specialized bikes. But a bike is so has to have one that's got the three wheels. And I would love to carry this piggyback and conversation over to we experienced seniors when um, our when we're not able to pass a driving test and the license is taken oh, away. Oh, that's life and changing. And I've had it is it is life change your freedoms taken and there's this key there's the key and my mother's best friend was joy and joy said that was the hardest thing in the world she said it wasn't that i drove all the time or hardly at all but it was that i could if i needed to and now i can't and so it is the loss of freedom so we need to be very aware of those people and offer to take them here take them there you know whatever it is but you know it's yeah, interesting because now with uber and lyft so many people have the freedom to just get on their app and call someone but then someone like my mom who doesn't isn't savvy with yeah. that doesn't put the app on doesn't know how that works because it's so easy now you just i mean the guy arrives at you know your house like within two three four minutes sometimes and then off you go and right. you pay him on the app too but my mom yeah. i tried to get her to do something like that to go to the gym when she was staying with my brother because uh, we sh- we call it sharing the joy interestingly <laughs> at the word joy uh, having my mom uh, go back and forth between our homes that's sharing the joy of my mother and it, yes it's kind of sarcastic <laughs> but um i i do drive mom most of the time and she does have a car but the battery goes dead because she doesn't drive it very often sure and she can still drive our cars because you know we've got you know vehicles for her but generally she does just wait for me now to take her and uh i agree like really offer them the opportunity even if go somewhere yes to go somewhere Mm -hmm. i've taken her up you know to just drive to estes park or the rocky mountain national park to let her see the beauty you know to look at things and uh to get out that's a great idea michelle we've talked about reaching out to people who might be lonely and Mm -hmm. uh you know uh, seniors that might want uh to you know spend they're lonely sometimes i mean very yeah very 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 yeah Yeah. for sure all right we're gonna do it I love that. All right, so if you want to look at these good news stories, AngieAustin.org. And if you need a speaker, Michelle's a great speaker. She does a lot of church events. And uh, Terry Fisher uh, owns Five Star Talent and Entertainment. And uh, she can get uh, entertainment for your party, for your wedding, big or small. She's got the entertainment, expensive or not expensive. She's got both. Uh, she's got it all. Uh, Tracy Rock and uh, 
also Rachel Maines. Uh, they have radio programs. So go on to AngieAustin.org, and you'll see the bio for uh, Tracy and Rachel there. And you can reach out to me to, uh, you know, contact anyone that you hear on the program. We'll be right back with the good news. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, my name's Bobby, and I've worked at the Ark for about seven years. My favorite part of working at the Ark is just making a lot of new friends. And at the Ark, we're always doing awesome stuff together. It's important to shop at the Ark because it's shopping with a purpose. Shopping with a purpose means helping people with disabilities, and it really helps people like me. And the Ark makes it easy to donate. You can either visit a donation center or you can call 303-238-JANE. And an Ark truck will come and pick up your stuff. Remember to shop at the Ark because you always find good deals. Also, remember when you do, you help people just like me. For more information or to schedule a pickup, call 303-238-J or go to oakthrift.org. My name is Bobby and I love working at the Oak. Hey, it's Angie. All right, you're thinking it's cold, it's, you know, wintertime, there's not a lot to do other than go to the ski slopes. Uh, actually, there's a ton of things to do at YMCA of the Rockies. The Estes Park location, you can get a lodge room for around $100. You can get two free breakfasts with that, or you can rent a cabin for the whole family. And there's an indoor climbing wall that is phenomenal. You can also do indoor archery there, indoor skating. There is the longhouse where you can play basketball, shuffleboard. There are so many things to do. And the majority of these activities are included in the price of your stay. So 100 bucks, and you get all these activities. There's also a lot of indoor family activities as well. And the pool is warm and wonderful this time of year. If you want to check out a winter wonderland with lots of activities indoors and out, we're going to go up and do some of that rock climbing indoors. I love that place. It's a brand new center. It's beautiful. YMCARockies.org. YMCARockies.org. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Angie Austin, Michael Pelka, and uh, we're joined by Arlene Pelicane, author, speaker, and mom. And uh, Mike, she's actually going to talk to us this morning about a Wall Street Journal article uh, that says uh, the title is Masculinity Isn't a Sickness. It's not? Oh, it's my God. It's not. <laughs> well, what? 
I don't know about you two, but I've been having a lot of discussions with friends about the Gillette commercial and, you know, all of that jive. And there, there's some, definitely some differences on how people feel about it. Yeah, I was very surprised by this. This, this article was prompted by the APA, the American Psychological Association. They came out with this new guideline that, get ready for it, <laughs> to find traditional masculinity as a pathological state. And they talked about and they demonized masculinity to say that, you know, traditional masculinity is marked by stoicism, competitiveness, dominance, and aggression is on the whole harmful, end of quote. And so I love what talk host Dennis Prager said about this. He said, thank you, APA, because now we have a really easy way to decide on whether a therapist or a counselor would be good for us by asking them, do you think masculinity is a sickness? <laughs> do you think that it is toxic to be male? And if they were to give a story or to say, yes, you would know that, okay, this person may not have as much common sense biologically as the, mo as the rest of us. So I thought that was a clever way to look at this, that what the APA has done by kind of attacking masculinity is really posturing the society to say, you know, half of us are going to say, nope, we don't agree with that. And then half may say, well, I'm not sure about that, but I think a lot of harm will come from this kind of uh, description of male and female. Oh, I can't wait to hear from Mike because this is this whole toxic masculinity conversation has really gotten going to Gillette. And he says he's not buying their razors anymore. Exactly. exactly. I'm not. I'm Dollar Shave Club. Dollar yeah. Shave Club all the way. But here's my question. And I love Dennis Prager, Prager University, one of the best places you can go on the YouTube. And it's free and it's common sense and it's a lot of good stuff. But here's my question for everybody who is pushing this. Mm-hmm. Is there toxic femininity? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and what's funny is they would probably say toxic femininity is what I do. Like I stayed home with my children and I wanted to raise them and nurture them and hug them and cook the meals. <laughs> I think they might say that that is toxic femininity. And so, you know, there is this problem that, okay, it, you know, for, for women and for men, for us to be able to celebrate our differences, to celebrate how we are biologically driven. Because, you know, when I think of a man, you know, I think of as you grew up, you had these role models like Little House on the Prairie. And I think of Charles Ingalls played by Michael Landon. And here's a strong man who is going to fight for his family, who's going to protect his family. And that is what women want. If we're honest with ourselves, we don't want a man who's not willing to fight for us and who just says, well, what do you think about it, dear? What should we do? Why don't you fight for us, dear? We don't want that. We're not looking for that. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I um, differ from Mike in that I've watched that Gillette commercial a couple of times, and I'm going to go to one of my friend's Facebook pages because uh, he didn't like what I had to say. But um, basically, I think that they're not saying don't be manly. They're saying don't be a pig, and I'm okay with that now. I do understand what Mike had said, and he can give his point in a minute, that you know, they shouldn't be shaking their fingers at us. They're supposed to just sell razors. But somebody's got to make a point that, like, when a gal walks by to, like, make some piggy comment about her butt unsolicited isn't really, you know, cool. Well, then under my friend's, um, he posted something about, you know, every, the men complaining about the Gillette commercial are the reason for it. Well, I don't agree with that either. He's mm -hmm. saying that people like Mike, that he's the reason he's complaining about it, and he's the reason for it. Well, I don't think Mike, to be honest with you, is a pig at all, and I've worked with him for several years now. 
but I think that um, that so Mike posted a picture with Gillette uh, and their girl squad with skin tight outfits with Gillette across their hindquarters as he puts it and I said maybe Gillette should look in its own mirror and he says sex sells sex isn't the same as sexual harassment and I was like whoa 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 all I know is I don't want my daughter wearing those Gillette skin tight outfits with Gillette mm-hmm. written on the butt and yeah. that I um do think the two are linked somewhat um and then he po- he likes men so he posted a picture of some hot guy and said well sex sells and this is why i buy this cologne and i went okay we're totally not in agreement on this i don't have a problem with the commercial but i think that gillette is being hypocritical and i think our society bashes men way too much and we don't embrace masculinity i was reading another um, um article it says not all ma- masculinity is toxic being a good, macho, kind man who takes care of his family and thinks his wife is hot and good-looking, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, some of the things they showed and depicted in the Gillette commercial, bullying and beating other boys up and um, making comments about women and sexually harassing women, I think what Gillette is saying is like you can be a man, but you don't have to be a pig. Yeah, and this is the role of wisdom, I think, as a parent, is when you look at your children, you look at your grandchildren, that you're not telling them, oh, you know, be unfeeling, be cruel, be a man. That's not what you're trying to tell them. But you are saying that it is okay to be aggressive, to be the protector, to compete. Like those things are good and biologically driven by your testosterone. I love what one mom would say to her child growing up who ended up being an NBA player. She'd say, go get them, go for it, and be sweet. You know, and it's this idea that our children, our boys in particular, need to be champion. Like, go be a boy and go after it, and let's go, let's go do something. But you know, be sweet in the process, be considerate, be a gentleman, because I think a girl can wear a T-shirt that says "Girls Rule the World," and she'll have no problem wearing that. But oh. a boy cannot wear a T-shirt "Boys Rule the World" because all of a sudden he's a pig. You know, so there is, there are those double standards, and that's why I think it is important for parents to rise up and say, you know what, enough with this. Like, let's use common sense and let's let boys act like boys so they can grow up to be men who can make hard decisions, who can fight, who can protect, and who won't be just a carbon copy of another girl. But that will be a man, and I think that's really important. Well, i, I got to throw in a couple of things here. Um, all this common sense and all this parental Intelligence is important, and it's vital, and it's necessary. But there is another side to this that we need to be mindful of, and we need to put our foot down now. When something is declared uh, toxic and Mm -hmm. masculinity and the psychological world goes after it, the next step is to prescribe a cure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is the next treatment here? Is this that we are now going to give injections to lower the testosterone of people who have been deemed to be toxically masculine, and now we're going to manage this chemically. This is how we end up in a crazy world where we have taken over biology and attempted to manage what is nature. And Mm -hmm. this is generally from the left, which is always preaching, well, it's not natural. You know, homosexuality is natural. You have to let the natural stuff happen. Well, now you're going to manage it with chemicals. This is how we end up with a show called I Am Jazz, where you have a young boy who is going to become a girl, and they're actually doing an episode on this TV show on TLC where they are going to celebrate the removal of a penis Mm -hmm. and having a cake made and an episode on TV where we talk about changing the gender of a teenager. 
This is all part of the slippery slope of this madness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to add something. Um, under my friend's post, Randy wrote, I'm so offended by Gillette's blatant attack on masculinity that I may have to start shaving my legs with a bic. <laughs> Randy, get it, get it That's very, okay. it's very funny, right. yeah. And then this one, I thought this was good. I see men, th- this is from Deanna, I see men thinking they're being painted with a broad brush because most don't think their poor behavior, either minor or major, is wrong. You know, little comments and stuff. For me, the ad is saying, let's be better men, that's all. Geez, the way they're reacting, you'd think the ad was ad- advocating castration. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> and you know that here's the deal: you can go back and forward, but, you know, backwards and forward all day long with a b like a boxing match, right? Oh, that was front. Whoa, that was witty. Oh, that was true. Oh, this was witty. You know, but at the end of the day, for us as parents to see this and grandparents and to say, wait a minute, just like Mike was talking about, you play this out, this is not going to a healthy place at all. And for people to say, hey, we we don't agree with this. All right. I think this is all good. Mike, are you bitter? I've been bitter before, but I'm not bitter about this. No. (laughs) If you want to sell me something, sell me something. This goes after the, the, um, the change in car ads. It used to be a car would say, it goes from zero to 60 in five seconds. It can stop on a dime and give you nine cents change. And it's a beautiful car in the last 10 years. Now it's like, if you want to take your puppy into the forest, <laughs> uh, a Subaru, because ah. that's the only car ah. they'll put. No, stop oh. lecturing me. Sell me your product based on what the product is. I, I love that. That's very funny. <laughs> if you want to take your puppy in a man's <laughs> truck. <laughs> I love that. All right, Arlene, your website. ArlenePelicane.com and the book Parents Rising will help you just to set those boundaries, healthy ones in your kids' lives. Thank you, Arlene. Thank God you. That's you, Arlene Pelicane. Hey, everybody, it's Eric Raymer, and I'm here to say thank you for tuning in to the good news with Angie Austin. And we have a special guest here that I've got just a few minutes to interview, and you're going to love her. Her name is Suzanne Simpson, and she is a counselor that, uh, well, let's just put it this way. Suzanne, you've you've been doing this a while, right? Oh, yeah. You're pretty skilled at this. Mm -hmm. About 30 years. (laughs) You must have started in grade school. Right. Uh, But but here's the thing, uh, Suzanne. When... I say the word counselor, a lot of people go to a place that they've already built in their mind of what that means and how that is. And I I, I wanna share, uh, I, I believe that counselors are helpers, mm-hmm. right? Right. Counselors simply, you know, they, they don't have a magic button or anything like that, but they have the ability to listen, to process, and then to help. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about. In, in this world, uh, there are Nothing is cookie cutter. Nothing is, uh, nobody hands you, you know the old phrase, uh, when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. Nobody's absolutely handing you lemons or uh, lemonade for that matter. What do you do when you're stuck and you just don't know what to do? Wow. (laughs) Right? Million dollar question there. Yeah, I find that people feel that way. You know, they, they feel either out of control, they feel that their life isn't going in the direction they'd like. They're yeah. not passionate. They're depressed and anxious. I, I hear this a lot. Yes. And I it always amazes me because I feel like people don't realize how much a, an inside job they have to do to really create the kind of reality that they want in life. 
You, you know, you mentioned two things. You mentioned anxiety and depression. And those are, boy, are those the key words or, or hot button words these days? They seem uh, to be. And especially I mean, for millennials. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of millennials who are coming up in this, my son included, who says, gosh, it makes me so anxious. And I never knew him to be anxious mm -hmm. as he was under my roof. But now he's married four years and he's got a career of his own and he's doing these things. And there's a lot of pressure going on. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I hear that all the hot button is anxiety. Yeah. And I think, you know, I start questioning why is this so common today? And I think you mentioned about pressure. You mentioned, um, you know, maybe millennials have difficulty because they've been raised a certain way and all of a sudden they have to get out there in that real world and right. realize that, um, guess what? You have to work hard and you have to have a mindset. Yes. You know, that really helps you be an overcomer. Interesting you should say that. Now you have an expertise in Christ-centered inner healing. Mm -hmm. You say you have to, mindset, uh, have to have that mindset. W wouldn't you agree that the, the mind of Christ is uh, probably the best thing that we could bring into our lives? Absolutely. I think where people struggle the most is their mindset around their own personal identity. Yeah. You know, am I good enough? Am I safe in this world? Or, you know, am I loved? Um, and everyone wants that. And the answer is yes to all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you absolutely. You are good enough. Yeah. You, you, you you, are worth it. Uh, you know, I, I deal with this on a regular basis as uh, you may or may not know. I was a former pastor, and uh, I, I kind of did the counseling thing by proxy, right? I mean, not, right. not, didn't yeah. have a degree or any of that, but uh, certainly understood people. Our guest is Suzanne Simpson. She's with Renewed Life Counseling. And uh, she encourages you to release your pain and restore your passion. Um, Suzanne, what, what does that mean, restore your passion? What, what, what should we Well, we talked expect? about when people are stuck, they usually don't have a tremendous amount of passion for life. They don't see their purpose. Um, and so sometimes it's kind of like drains in the sink. You know, they get clogged. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm an unclogger. I'm a plumber. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> heart you know, heart, You're going to uh, break out a big old can <laughs> of Drano. Surgeon. You know, I kind of <laughs> do whatever it takes to get unclogged. And many times it's forgiveness. Yes. They haven't forgiven themselves over something. Um, it could be that they had a life event and they believed something that didn't support their worth and their value. Yeah. So those are inner uh, self-image type of issues that I like to work with. Uh, yeah. Suzanne Simpson with Renewed Life Counseling. Suzanne, give us a contact phone number, if you would, please, for somebody to uh, give you a ring. Sure. It's 720-981-0713. Do that one more time. 720-981-0713. That's the number to healing, folks. And I encourage you to pick up your phone right away and give Suzanne a call. Just say, you know, let's schedule me an appointment and uh, let, let's sit down and talk. One again, once again, 720-981-0713. Suzanne Simpson with Renewed Life Counseling. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, great. It's fun to be here. Hey, Angie Austin here with the good news. And the good news is I have one of the ARC ambassadors here with me, Christopher Petty. Hi, my name is uh, Chris. I have worked at the ARC for four or five years. Shopping with the purpose means giving back and it really helps people like me. I like working at ARC because it's the people and it's the employees and you can, you don't have to try to impress anyone. Just be yourself and just come in and just do your best and just be yourself. And I love him. I do too. <laughs> Keep going. And uh, I just 
I do my best. You know, I go in there and I give it my best and I have a good time. And you're proud of the work you do? I'm proud of the work I do. Give it back. The heart of ARC is so wonderful. It's important to shop at ARC because you know, it is shopping with a purpose. I say that a lot. And when you donate things, it goes back to help our community and people just like Chris, who has a wonderful job with ARC as an ambassador. 303-238-JANE, 303-238-JANE or arcthrift.org, arcthrift.org. Hey, I'm Chris. I love working at ARC. Hey, everybody, it's Eric with your five minutes of encouragement. Thanks for tuning in. You know, uh, we are in days and ages of uncertainty in many ways. You know, we think about how many things are going on in the world today. What We could talk about Iran. We could talk about, uh, you know, just your own situation at home. And today I want to talk to you about a friend of mine who is dealing with some, uh, some, some anxiety, some stress, she and actually have two friends out in uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, you may have heard that there was a, a series of earthquakes in Puerto Rico, and the one that hit on, uh, what was it, Tuesday morning, uh, boy howdy, was, uh, you know, it wasn't huge. I mean, I grew up in California, and, and what Puerto Rico is dealing with is not massive earthquakes, but what they are also dealing with is an infrastructure that is on pins and needles because of the uh, the Hurricane Maria that came through uh, recently and you know knocked out their entire infrastructure uh, and they're still rebuilding I think it's been a couple of years now and, and they're they're still rebuilding to, uh, to to get back and so when the earthquake hit uh, on Tuesday and had a um, kind of a, a pretty traumatic effect on my friends not just because of the Ground is shaking. I don't know if you've ever been in an earthquake here in Colorado. We don't we don't deal with that all that often, but uh, you know the earth shaking is is induces stress, if you will. But moreover, uh, one of the main power grids was uh, destroyed or or damaged heavily because um, because of the earthquake. And the reason I share all of this with you is because I just got off the phone as I was coming into the studio today with one of my friends, and earlier in the morning I talked to the other one of my friends who are out there, both are single women who, uh, they have family out there, thank the Lord, but they don't have uh, any real major resources to deal with these things. One of my friends has a son who lives nearby her, uh, however, he is on his honeymoon today, and so he's not available to, uh, to help out. And I could sense in the, the language that they were using that they've got a significant amount of, of stress or, or fear. And so I wanted to share with you a couple of verses that in, in my world, uh, and, and maybe in yours as well, might make all the difference in the world for you. The first of those verses is 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 7. That's 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7 and when you uh, when you think about this story okay th- this is uh well it, it's it's a short verse it says cast all your anxiety some translations use the word fear cast all your anxiety on him Christ because he cares for you right cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you now this is one of those things that that if it's it, sometimes it's too simple to, uh, to, to to process. So I want you to stop and think about that again. It's worth repeating. 
Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God cares for you. The one who spoke into uh, existence everything that was ever created. He cares for you. He knows you. He knows the number of your hairs on your head. He knows what you're going through. He feels what you feel. And I think that's an important uh, element. He cares for you. Here's the second verse that I want to share with you, and it's Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 and 27. And it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And there it is. Matthew has this really blunt way of putting things together, and he says, here it is. This is the thing. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Don't worry because God's got it. He takes care of the birds. He takes care of everything. And today, my friend, it's my joy to be able to tell you that he's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you. Whatever your stress is that you're dealing with today, turn it over to him. Cast all of it on him because he cares for you. I do too. And this is your five minutes of encouragement with Eric Raymond on the Good News with Angie Austin. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.